Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Naked Nostalgia, where we revisit just some of the most heartwarming, fluffy, um, lighthearted material from yesteryear. And we bring it to life once a week, every Thursday. And as promised, here we are. Well, here I am, because it's just Gina this week. Carolina needed the week off. And since it's the holiday season, we are granting that to her. So I thought since it's just me this week, let's do something super laid back, super fun, super light, and that is revisiting 10 of the most underrated holiday movies ever created. So when you think of the holiday season, you always everybody always talks about Home Alone, um, A Christmas Story, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and all of those movies are really great and timeless. However, there are some really great movies, or in some cases, awesomely bad movies, that have been ignored and not given the credit that they deserve, and we are going to revisit them today. Some of these movies maybe are buried way back in the back of your mind. Some of them maybe you have never heard of, and maybe you'll be tempted to go revisit them once this podcast is over. And hello, I would love nothing more than to introduce you to something new. So without further further ado, let's jump right in. So we're going to start with a mildly more modern one to just like get us in the groove. So number 10 is Four Christmases, which is a 2008 film uh, starring none other than Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. They're a couple who both have divorced parents and they end up having to split their holiday up between the four households and being around each other's respective families. It introduces them into like learning a whole new set of things about each other that, as you could guess, you know, some things are shocking, some things they didn't even realize about themselves. For example, they thought that they were both a couple that never wanted kids. And after being around his family, Reese Witherspoon's character realizes that is what she wants. And of course, comedy ensues, but also certain things start to tear them apart when they start to realize it about each other. Um, I mean, it's not really a groundbreaking film, but it is funny to watch. And it does have a nice, fuzzy, fluffy ending, as, you know, holiday romantic comedies should. Uh, number nine, we have Jack Frost, which is a 1998 movie. And this one's basically if you just need a good cry. So Michael Keaton plays the dad, and he has, like, major issues keeping promises to his family, um, you know, basically like never shows up when he's supposed to, never follows through on anything. And finally he decides to be like a stand-up guy and do the right thing and come home for the holidays. And of course, what should happen, but tragedy. He's killed in a car accident and ends up coming back to life as a snowman. Uh when his son like re-resurrects him via a magic harmonica that he had gifted him the Christmas before. Um, so yeah, Jack the Snow Dad comes back to life and ended, ends up teaching his boy Charlie all the values he just simply never bothered to teach him when he was actually alive. So 
he of course ends up having to return to the afterlife and as you know the weather starts heating up you know snowmen just don't last all year so he heads back to the other side and tells his son basically you know he has to move on without him and it's heartbreaking and you know we all cry number eight this is a good one the 1998 classic classic it is I'll Be Home for Christmas, featuring none other than 90s heartthrob Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He plays a college student who's estranged from his dad and gets bribed to go home for Christmas by 6 p.m. He has to make it home by 6 p.m. Otherwise, he doesn't get the car. And the promise he gets is he will receive his dad's classic 1957 Porsche as a gift if he does the right thing and comes home for the holidays for once. Um, so Jonathan Taylor Thomas plays a character named Jake and Jake's frenemy, Eddie, ends up dumping him in the desert with no way to get home to New York. And after he dumps Jake in the middle of the desert, he ends up picking up Jake's babe of a girlfriend who he's trying to horn in on, who's played by the beautiful, talented, everything, Jessica Biel, who's upset because she thinks Jeff, uh, Jake left her high and dry. Jake gets into all kinds of like sticky situations. He ends up entering a Santa Claus contest to find a way to New York and also ends up running into his frenemy Eddie and the girlfriend and catches them in a hotel room together. Uh, but you know, they end up working that out because nothing actually happened. Uh, and then Jake narrowly makes it home by stowing away in a dog kennel on a cargo aircraft. He ends up hiding on a train and stealing a one horse open sleigh from the town's local parade as one does, and he purposely misses the 6 p.m. curfew that he that was in place for him to show Miss Girl she's more important than a car, but of course, in the end, uh, he gets the Porsche and the girl because, duh, he's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, what did we expect? Okay, number seven. This is actually, like, a personal favorite of mine and it's weird because it's like one of those movies that nobody else ever knows for some reason and I feel like I watched it all the time back when Fox Family was ABC Family um but yeah this movie's from 1996 it's Christmas Every Day and it stars the underrated 90s hottie Eric Von Detten um, he basically stars in this made-for-TV Christmas tale about him basically being this bratty-ass kid named Billy who has a crappy and, like, accident-prone Christmas, and his little sister makes a wish for it to be Christmas every day. So basically, he's, like, living in a Groundhog's Day of his miserable, like, Christmas misfortunes, and that is the premise of that one. And I need to know if anybody else has ever seen this one because I just... I don't understand. Um, number six, we have While You Were Sleeping. So While You Were Sleeping is not necessarily a 
Christmas movie more than like it's just set during the holiday time. And this 1990 film stars the beautiful Sandra Bullock. She falls in love with a stranger and ends up rescuing him from being obliterated after he falls on the train tracks of like the train station she works at. She's like a ticket booth girl or whatever. And he's unconscious after she rescues him. And for whatever reason, she decides to like go into the hospital and like be next to him. You know, I don't understand why she felt that was necessary, but I mean, I guess she was in love with the man. So whatever. Uh, his family ends up walking in and like falls under the assumption that the two of them are engaged. And since good old Sandy doesn't have the heart to tell them otherwise, uh, we just watch her live this lie. She spends the holiday season with, you know, this man that ain't her man and, well, his family because, you know, obviously he's unconscious. And she ends up falling in love with his brother. And then brother number one ends up waking up and thinks he has amnesia because his whole family is telling him he's engaged to this girl that he has no idea who she is. But he thinks it's his fiance and, you know, decides to like follow through on their, well, not really their, what do you even call it? Because he really wasn't like promising her anything. Um, I guess his fake obligation to her. And so you have a fun holiday love triangle for the ages between him, his not fiance, fiance, and his brother. Number five is none other than the 1993 thriller. No, I'm just kidding. It is Look Who's Talking Now. So also not necessarily a full-on Christmas movie in like theme, but in this, not sequel, like third installment of Look Who's Talking, you get David Gallagher, aka Simon from Seventh Heaven. You get Kirstie Alley chasing down her man to get him out of the clutches of his manipulative and sleazy coworker to get him back home for Christmas with his families. And you also get their beloved family dogs saving their humans from wolves after the family gets into a car crash during a snowstorm. So, you know, that's enough for me to have it qualify for this list. Also, I literally cannot hear the song, Please Come Home for Christmas, without thinking of this movie. And like, I could literally cry just sitting here thinking about it. I love that song so much. And it always reminds me of like, there's a sequence of just, you know, the dad being with the co-worker on this like work trip that like she set up it's like not even real and Christy Alley and the kids are like decorating the tree and stuff without him it's just heartbreaking anyways we are on to number four which is to grandmother's house we go the 1992 made for tv flick starring every 90 girls icon and every 90 boys fantasy i'm assuming because they were pretty and they were twins i mean in 1992 they were babies so maybe not during this time but it is the elson twins and during this film they overhear their overworked single mother complaining that they're basically little tyrants and she needs a vacation and they decide to take it upon themselves to do as she wishes. And they pack up their shit and hop on their bicycles 
because they're going to head to grandma's house for Christmas and give mom a little break. Um, the two tykes take a trip around the world, essentially. They, you know, go by bike. They hop on a bus. They stow away in a mail carrier truck. And the mail carrier truck ends up getting hijacked, leaving the girls as a subject for ransom. And if that is not the premise for, a you know, Christmas fun, then really, what is, you know? Number three, we have All I Want for Christmas. So this is a 1991 film. Um, it's kind of like a Christmas twist on The Parent Trap. I kind of like started to notice with a lot of these Christmas films, it was like they take themes from other movies and just put like a Christmas spin on them, kind of like Christmas Every Day and Groundhog's Day. Um, All I Want for Christmas is like super similar to The Parent Trap. So basically you have two siblings, um, an older brother and a younger sister that are like the premises that they're basically scheming to get their parents back together. So Thora Birch plays the younger sister who like keeps going back and harassing the Macy's Santa to get their folks back together. And um, unfortunately, during this time, you know, Santa doesn't like get back to her quickly enough because their mom ends up getting engaged to this like other like annoying dude. And the big brother steps in to create a scheme. And by the end of the movie, their parents are, of course, reunited. And, you know, the older brother also lands his crush as well. So good on him. It's cheesy. It's cute. It makes you feel good. It's an easy watch. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. Number two is literally, hold on to your friggin' hats for this one. If you have never seen this movie, I urge you, because this is another movie that basically nobody else has ever heard of. And if you have never heard of or seen this movie, I urge you to stop everything you're doing and to watch it tonight because it is one of the ones that falls into the awesomely bad category. Like when I explain this movie to you, if you've never seen it before, you're going to think, that I must be making it up because it's just that out there. And also, now that I'm thinking about it, plays into kind of that taking something that already existed and putting a holiday twist on it. And you'll kind of know what I'm talking about in a minute. But it is Babes in Toyland. It was a 1986 movie. It was made for TV. And it stars Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore. And if you're a 90s kid and you've never heard of this movie, you're probably thinking like Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore were like huge stars in the 90s. Like, how did I never hear of this movie? And to be honest, I don't know how you didn't. And I feel sorry for you. All I know is whoever wrote this movie, created this movie, directed this movie, produced this movie, every single one of them had to have dropped acid together. And quite frankly... I wish I was with them for the journey. So let's dive in. This is really like the grand overarching star of this podcast because I really implore you, if you have not seen this movie, you have not lived yet. 
So Drew Barrymore plays a young girl named Lisa who runs to like her sister is like basically a cashier at a local toy store. And there's a super bad storm coming in and she runs there to warn her sister and her sister's co-workers, which Keanu Reeves plays one of the sister's co-workers who like obviously has like a thing for her and she's like trying to act like she doesn't like him, but she definitely does. Um, and the boss is basically like a tyrant who would rather the coworkers basically die than the store close early around Christmas time because he needs his money, honey. And so, you know, when the sister and Lisa try to start like warning the other coworkers and warning the customers about this bad storm that's coming in and that they should all leave, you know, he fires Lisa. Uh, he fires Lisa's sister. Her name is Mary. And he fires Keanu's character and also their other friend. And Keanu offers the girls a ride home in his lovely Jeep. So they are riding on this like bumpy road during the middle of a snowstorm. They're driving definitely way too fast. And they're having a nice sing-along about their beloved home of Cincinnati. And let me tell you. You will never mistake how to spell Cincinnati again after you hear this song. So anyway, they almost hit a tree and Drew, a.k.a. Lisa, launches from the back of the vehicle where she's sitting like on a sleigh, which seems super not safe and not okay, but that was her position on a sleigh in the back of the Jeep. And she ends up hitting a tree. And we end up in Toyland. Like, let me ask you, what does this remind you of? Like somebody gets un knocked unconscious during a uh, natural disaster and wakes up in another land. I'll give you a second. Okay. The Wizard of Oz. Hello. So anyway, now we're in Toyland. Toyland is kind of like an Oz for furries. Like, I mean, literally, there's a lot of people with fur costumes, um, but exactly like Dorothy and Oz, all of the people from her real life are now strange characters in this new land that Lisa's in. So, you know, Lisa basically saves this girl, Mary, which is like basically her sister, from marrying the evil Barnaby, aka the heinous boss. And the sister is actually in love with Jack, a.k.a. Keanu. And basically the whole movie is about them escaping the wrath of Barnaby. And spoiler alert, Lisa hitches a ride home from Santa on his sleigh. And she wakes up in her house with her family and friends around her. And I told y'all, it's basically the Wizard of Oz on acid. So enjoy. And lastly... Number one is The Year Without a Santa Claus, uh, the 1974 stop animation, Christmas televised, like all the, that, those, there was what, like, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Frosty the Snowman, you know them all, you love them all, except this one 
is simply the best because of the heat miser and the snow miser's musical moment. He's Mr. Heat Miser. He's Mr. Sun. You know, I forget the snow miser's part because I'm not really a good, I, I would need to sing it. You don't want to hear me sing it. But listen, change my mind. The year without a Santa Claus is by far and away. I'm going to sing it. Hold on. Uh, Mr. Heat Miser. Uh, Mr. Uh, he's a snow blister. You know, hmm. Somebody's singing along with me. I know you know the words. Anyway, that's basically the end of our list. And I hope you enjoyed it. I know this was a quick podcast. It's like honestly kind of weird to be sitting and like having a conversation with yourself. Um, it's weird because like I do it all the time, but when you're recording it and doing it out loud, it's a little more awkward. So, you know, I know it probably wasn't the most thrilling just listening to my voice constantly, but we did our best and that's all we could ask to do. Um, you know, I definitely stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit. So I hope that, you know, you can at least appreciate that from me if you've gotten this far. And if you end up watching any of these movies, if some of these were your favorite movies, if you end up watching any of these movies, um, if you think I missed something, if you think I'm crazy for thinking one of these is the best, if you end up knowing what Babes in Toyland is or you end up watching it, please let me know. Um, and that's basically it. Uh, next week, Carolina should be back. So this should be a little bit more of a riveting show for you all. Um, but we didn't want to leave you hanging, especially around the holiday time. We wanted to give you some content and something to look forward to. So I hope that I did that even a little bit, you know, got your mind off what 2020 is, what it's done to all of us. You know, it's been a rough road, but we're almost through it. And we all know that when the clock strikes midnight and it turns January 1st, 2021, everything is just magically going to be different and better because we're going to manifest that shit. So anyway, guys, it's really been a pleasure. And please follow us on Instagram, Naked Nostalgia Podcast. Uh, we also have like a link tree now where you could go and we started a whole nostalgia playlist on Spotify. It's like over six hours of pure joy. So we hope that you'll follow us there. Also, there's always new songs being added. And until next time, friends, stay naked and stay nostalgic. Have a good one, guys. Bye.